When you have women in management roles in companies, they perform better. They're more resilient to shifts in the market and external disruptions. This is a business issue and we really need to adjust and adapt. I'm so grateful to be your host today in Series 1 of Gender Smart, a podcast where guests share their stories about closing the gender gap in the circular economy. Together, we explore and highlight inspiring examples of how driving diversity and gender equity can improve business performance and accelerate outcomes to address climate change. In this episode, I sit down with Ellen Martin, Chief Impact Officer at Circulate Capital, an investment management firm that finances innovations, companies, and infrastructure with scale solutions to the plastic waste and climate change crisis. Ellen, thank you so much for coming. It's so lovely to have you here. I'm really excited to talk about this. Maybe first just give everyone a bit of an introduction to who you are and what you've been up to. Um, thanks so much for having me. I'm Ellen Martins, uh, Chief Impact Officer for Circulate Capital. Circulate Capital is an impact investment firm. We're focused on advancing a circular economy to prevent ocean plastics pollution and creating climate resilience in emerging markets. Our work is focused on investing in infrastructure, innovations, and companies in the space. And we have so far built two funds. Our strategies are really around Asia, South and Southeast Asia, where we've invested in 11 companies to date across the circular economy plastics value chain. And then we've also invested in more disruptive climate tech innovations with uh, three companies so far that are focused on everything from materials innovation to uh, advanced recycling of textiles. I just want to hear a little bit about your journey of how you got into this space and how you got into this role. Maybe you can just give a quick background. I've always been committed to impact and the role that the private sector can can play in achieving that impact. Um, My career really started as a consultant working in the impact space on strategy and measurement. Um, Some of the work that I did included working with uh, the world's largest corporations and uh, philanthropies and governments in order to drive impact on a range of social and environmental issues. I came to the circular economy um, with that background, but not really knowing much about the waste management system, about plastics. And it was really through mentorship and uh, support from my colleagues, both women and men, who led me down the path. And I became a a super plastics geek and uh, really just thrive and love the supply chain and understanding the pieces of the system and how they all fit together. Why was it specific that when you talk about impact, why was gender something that was top of mind? Or why did you start thinking about women? I think that's not very common in the impact investment space, right? In emerging markets, waste management is an infrastructure area that needs a lot of um, support. So we don't have the kinds of basic formal systems that you might in more developed markets. And the recovery of plastic that's happening today is largely done by the informal sector, many of whom are women. And understanding their role in this whole uh, impact area is critically important. So as we're investing in growing that infrastructure to make sure that we can recover all the material that needs to be recovered and manage it properly, we need to pay attention to how women are playing a role there and how they can benefit so that when we're creating value for our portfolio and for our investors, we're also creating value for women. Working in this new sector on circular economy, did that start to kind of shift what you were thinking about gender and the role of gender, or had that already been something that you were aware of earlier on? 
In my previous work, I had worked more intentionally on issues affecting women and girls, so education and healthcare in particular. Coming to waste management in particular, it's um, largely a male-dominated industry. And it was a surprise to me to see that gender did not really play much of an intentional role in the impact that I was looking at. Um, when we looked at investing in emerging markets, however, I think that picture changes quite dramatically. So in that informal sector, you have women playing much more of a role. And uh, it became clear as we started to identify the opportunity for circular capital to invest in this space in circular economy that women had to be clearly a part of it. Can you explain a little bit about circular capital? Uh, I know you recently got 2x and, and that's a huge commitment. I think I was really excited when I saw that announcement. I believe it's one of the first, or if not the first, for this part of the world. Um, maybe you can share for people that are not familiar with 2X what it is and, and why that was so such a milestone for Circulate. Um, 2X Challenge started uh, with commitments by the development banks uh, to invest in women intentionally in their development efforts. The commitment is, uh, has grown to, I believe, $15 billion by the end of this year in commitments towards gender lens investing. And we really felt that even as our firm is obviously much smaller than $15 billion today, uh, we have an important role to play. And we really wanted to demonstrate, as we were the first circular economy uh, fund to focus in Asia, that we could also do this with gender as well. So what does that look like for you, or how does that come to life in the organization? 2X provides a starting point and framework for defining what the minimum investments should be. For us, the targets are at least 30% of our portfolio will be invested in women as we invest in recycling and waste management circular economy. In your portfolio right now, what does it look like, or how, how does gender play a role right now? At the end of 2021, we were at 29% of our portfolio with women in senior management and leadership roles. Um, that is always changing because we're still deploying capital and still investing. So we expect that we have a bit of work to do to make sure that we maintain that 30% target. And the good news is, is that the portfolio companies that we're investing in are at the stage of growth where they're, we're helping them to invest and build their teams and this is a great opportunity for us to work with them to identify how to recruit more diverse candidates and how to make sure that they succeed in those management roles. And we're already seeing that happen. So how are you working with the teams? I'm super curious. So you work with the founders and with the portfolio companies themselves? Yes. So absolutely. We uh, have a very active management approach that we take across the portfolio overall. And with the gender lens, we are helping a group of our companies uh, create gender action plans, which means that we're working with them to identify, given the stage of the company and where they're at, where are the opportunities to either hire or develop women in the company themselves, to think about their supply chains in a different way, and to think about their customers in a different way as well. At what point in this journey did this whole gender smart concept or guide come into come to life? So we've always had that sense that gender is a key part of our impact and our awareness about the solutions. It wasn't until we were able to get a grant from USAID to actually formalize that and systematize that at the firm level and at the fund and deal levels. So over the last several months, we've been going on a journey to intentionally set those targets, 
identify the metrics we're going to track and develop a system for us to work with the companies directly on their gender action plans. Awesome. So who is this guide going to be for? So the part of that work was also to share what we were learning and the tools we were developing with a guide for the sector, really focused on other investors that, that are looking at investing in, in waste management recycling, and we're helping them to understand the gender lens. So we hope that this guide will be a toolkit that they can use to get started on their own journeys. So what kind of advice do you give other funds, like if you meet other investment funds or people in your sector? I think it's really important to start with a clear understanding of why why you're doing this work and how it closely fits with your vision for business success. And I think then it's really then a matter about systematizing and making it formal. So for us, that's really looked like, you know, integrating in our investment memos specific aspects of gender that we're going to be looking at throughout the, you know, the typical things that we would look at when we're doing due diligence. It also means that we've set targets and we have resourced with our team internally and with outside support to make sure that we can uphold a process with the gender lens that makes sure that we do that throughout the whole investment process for us. I think one of the biggest things, one of the most frustrating things that I've come across working in the kind of impact sector is that people tell me, oh, but there's no, there's not enough women. And when it comes to recruitment or hiring, it's like, oh, I'd love to hire a, you know, a woman in this yeah. leadership position, but we don't have any you know, candidates that are relevant. How do you respond to that? Or what is your advice for people that claim that they just cannot find women for leadership positions? It's a very common practice. And I don't think it's ill-intentioned. I think it's that they're not looking and understanding where we can find the women. They are absolutely there. So a lot of the businesses we invest in are family businesses where, you know, it might be the husband and the wife working together. It might be the father and the children or whatever. And they are there, um, but they're often not recognized as decision makers in that space. As we're working with companies to professionalize their recruitment and hiring practices, we're calling out the opportunities and the needs to move beyond reaching out to their local networks and just finding whoever is conveniently nearby or who somebody who somebody else knows and saying, okay, let's look at your job descriptions and how you're, the language you're using. Can you use more gender neutral language to attract great candidates? Can you systematize your recruitment process so that you try to reduce or eliminate bias throughout that process and you have a pretty standard set of criteria and that you're using across all candidates, that those types of recruitment and, and then you're also reaching out to um, a wider network than you typically would. Those types of practices, which we would consider more uh, globally standardized uh, practices that we've learned in the professional corporate world are newer to younger companies or to smaller SMEs. So this is an opportunity for us to help them professionalize overall and also adopt a gender lens when they're thinking about even bringing people in the door. Internationally, there's been a conversation around gender. And I think we've seen that there have been some international standards emerging now, or at least that bias is starting to become acknowledged and people are starting to change. Um, but trickling it down to, yeah, like you said, smaller businesses, SMEs, how are you in the work that you're doing with Circulate helping to encourage these smaller SMEs to adapt, adopt or adapt to these international changes that you see? 
So Circulate Capital has investment from some of the world's largest companies, consumer packaged goods, and companies in the plastics value chain. Companies like Unilever, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Danone, P&G, that are really already well on this path. And for them to be supporting us on helping these the portfolio companies to scale and grow so that they can feed into the supply chains of these companies makes the conversation very tangible and very real. So when we say to an SME, if you're interested in becoming a globally certified supplier, then that means that you're going to be looking at um, a range of supplier diversity initiatives and other efforts that companies are making to uh, increase gender in their supply chains. And this is this means this is you. And we hope to have that conversation with them so that they see that there's a real tangible business benefit to them. I really see a parallel, but you know, from the social entrepreneur space and the environment space. I remember, you know, a decade ago when we were saying that, hey, protecting the environment isn't just a nice thing to do. It's actually strategically <laughs> like an advantage for your business, right? And I feel like gender has always been a parallel to that. It's like diversity is actually adding value to your business. It's not a, it's a risk not to include that diversity. Yes, I think we actually have um, data and studies have been done recently that tell us that when you have women in management roles in companies, they perform better. They're more resilient to uh, shifts in the market and external disruptions, that they perform better on uh, climate issues and greenhouse gas emission reductions. And these types of data points are important to make the case continuously that this is a business issue and we really need to adjust and adapt. How do you think we can start to inspire more women to kind of step up and and get more visibility and and share their stories to inspire the next generation of circular economy CEOs, investors, founders? It's a great question. And hopefully we can play a role in that as we're investing in earlier stage companies. I think one of the things that we do see, we have a partnership with the Circulate Initiative and Second Muse on the incubation network are working with earlier stage startups and companies in the circular economy space in the region. In that pool of earlier stage companies, we do see more women in management roles. And so then you say, okay, well, what's happening between that early stage and by the time they are more mature and scaled and investment ready for an investment firm like Circulate Capital? There is definitely something happening in that middle where entrepreneurs and founders who are women are not getting support and attention as they should. So there's a bias there. And another reason that we're focused on this sector guide is because we know if we are the only ones who are investing with the gender lens, we're not going to have the impact that we need. And we need other investors to recognize the gap. So I know aside from, you know, some of these multinational corporations that you're working with, with your first fund, You also established a more disruptive fund with other kinds of LPs, right, Um, and targeting more like family business. Have you seen any shift in terms of new generations coming in the family or even within the companies themselves? Has there been like a different perspective in the next generation? Absolutely. I think that there has been a shift. There is a conversation that is much more explicitly about diversity and gender as part of understanding our, or as part of communicating our impact, but also at, in terms of how we invest and the strategies there. Um, so investors are definitely asking us more often if there is a family office or a younger generation, they're more likely to be interested in this type of, of focus. 
And then also in the companies themselves, I think we see younger uh, leaders and founding founding teams that are more gender balanced and looking at this from a lens of um, strength and growth. And we're excited to support that. Are there any examples from the portfolio companies that you have of really great, um, the strength and growth you mentioned? Has there been examples of how diversity has actually come to life in your portfolio? So we invest in a company called Cirque. They are a really innovative textile recycling uh, technology. And um, I've been connected with the company for a few years now. They've had a few different pivots in terms of their technology and are really on an exciting path. Their chief scientist is a woman and is uh, leading that organization in a way that I think is just going to be really exciting for their growth. They've had tremendous uptake and interest from investors and from apparel brands who are going to be critical to their success. When you're communicating with these founders or with, with your portfolio companies, how do they react when you bring up the conversation around gender and diversity? Universally, they've been very receptive and open, which is great. I think our role as an investor has involved building a lot of trust with them, and they know that we have their best interest in mind. So that conversation about why is not so much uh, an issue. It's really about how. So they'll say, you know, we would invest in more women, but they aren't there and we don't know how to find them. And so that leads to a more practical conversation about how do you change your recruiting practices, your job descriptions, and that sort of thing. Then there are also policy conversations with them where they should be paying attention to their leave policies, their um, promotion and development policies, and different aspects that can have a gender lens and they might not have thought of yet because there aren't enough women there asking for it. When I think about circular economy and I think about waste management, I still see it predominantly as a male-dominated industry. What role do women play in the sector currently and what role do you think that they have moving forward? I think many of us understand that women are recognized as consumers. So with consumer packaged goods companies and brands, they are oriented towards that role for women as the consumer. When we look at waste management recycling and recovery of plastics, women are often also in the households as the disposers. So if we can make sure that they are paying attention to where the valuable materials that can be recycled go, that is something to pay attention to in terms of how we orient behavior change and different models. Then also in the sector itself and in the industry, women are very much in the workforce. Um, not as much in management as we would like to see in formal roles. And then also in the supply chain, as I said before, the informal sector is largely waste pickers that are often women, and often the majority of them are women in places like India and Brazil. So working with these founders, I think many people are still new to this idea of having a gender lens and how they approach their work. What advice do you give to people that are starting this journey? What does the conversation look like? It's... It's a sensitive topic, right? No one wants to be accused of being sexist or, you know, somehow treating their workers or their stakeholders unequally. So we try to start the conversation with a sense of curiosity. And it helps to use observations and data that we're seeing within the companies already. So we 
get impact reporting from the portfolio companies every month that gives us detailed information about their workforce, how much they're getting paid, what roles they have. And it's just, we've asked for gender disaggregated data already. So to come into a conversation and say, hey, we'd like to talk with you about gender and here's what we see in your data. Let's talk about why or why not and um, have that conversation without uh, judgment or top-down sort of command and control approach, but very much with a sense of curiosity. So the gender guide has been underway for a few months now in parallel with our work directly with portfolio companies. We're intending to launch it in June and are really excited to share it with folks. I think that this is a, the first guide that exists really with a gender lens for investors in the waste management and recycling sector. And it's meant to speak to mainstream investors that, you know, for those of us who are in, on the impact side of things, uh, it's a little bit more integrated as an approach. But I think the, the goals that we have are really to access the intentions of more mainstream, larger sources of capital in the financial space and make sure that they understand this work as well. And Circulate Capital was the first asset manager here in Asia to achieve this kind of gender lens 2x commitment. Where did that come from? Why, why did you feel like you, you needed to take the first step? Who, who drove that decision? So we're a growing firm. We're actively fundraising. And in a lot of the conversations that we have been having with development banks, with private investors and family offices, gender has come up a lot. And it's great to see that leadership really influencing our role and the, our ability to invest. And it's always been a great conversation to be able to say, we have made this commitment and we are joining the $15 billion that has already been committed to the 2X challenge. And I think from CEOs, I've met quite a few kind of smaller or maybe SME female CEOs that struggle to raise capital, right? And it's well known that women are unable to raise the same amounts of capital as their male counterparts. Um, do you have any advice of, for, for female CEOs out there? Perhaps they're building a waste management company or they have, the, they have a vision to build a waste management company. What advice do you have to a female CEO that's struggling to raise capital from investors right now? Look for the women. I think that there is a real power in the network that can be created among women investors and women CEOs. I think the peer groups that exist are there. You know, there, there is a network of women who are who have been doing this work and who talk to each other. What is your pitch for gender lens to become a business strategy? I think we have to recognize that investing in women creates value for the business and also value for women. It's imperative that we recognize that performance is closely tied to the people who are leading the work, who are making the decisions and who are doing it. And the gender lens is all about taking a critical eye to all of the work that you're already doing, all of the decisions you're already making, and applying that gender lens and recognizing that there is something different here. And pointing out that difference just makes you smarter. Does diversity help your returns from the impact as well as financial? We believe when you focus with a gender lens, we'll see business impacts happen at the portfolio level and at our firm level. We see a track record of other investors making progress and seeing results in this space, and we believe we can do it too.
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, if anyone has any questions or they want to reach out to you, how do they get in touch? They can reach out to me at emartin at circulatecapital.com. Perfect. And if they want to find out more about your work or more about your fund, if they're a, a, perhaps a CEO and they're looking to raise funding, where should they go? They should go to our website, circulatecapital.com. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Ellen. It was really wonderful.